ESPN 94.1 FM at 8930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, May 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up today on the program, Marshall tennis coach John Mercer joins me here in the next few minutes. And, of course, it's always great to talk to John. John's got stuff going on. He's got recruiting stuff going on. So anytime a Marshall coach has stuff going on in this new landscape, they get an instant invite into the program. So John's going to be with us. We'll talk Marshall tennis and all kinds of other things that we deem fun to talk about. So that's what's coming up here in the next few minutes. we got a lot to get into, as we always do. NASCAR back on Sunday. I even watched a little bit of it. The race from Darlington, according to Fox, which was the television broadcast outlet, drew 6.32 million viewers, which the network claims is the most watched non-Daytona NASCAR race in more than three years. Now, the numbers seem to be trending up beforehand, but it was a live event, and it was well done. I thought the production value was good. I know some of the announcers weren't there at I know that a lot of this was remote, but people that were working on the track, they seemed to be taking all the precautions they possibly could. It didn't feel like this was a a lesser race or there was the quality was bad. I didn't think, you know, I know they hadn't hit the track in a while, but still it felt like, felt like racing. And I watched a little bit of that and I thought that was entertaining. And of course, a lot of people thought that, That was something to do on a Sunday, and 6.32 million viewers tuned in, which is very good. Those are good numbers for NASCAR. So more live sports. sooner we can get more live sports, probably the sooner I think a lot of people can feel better about themselves. Because let's be honest, we want it back. Selfishly, we want it back. We want the players to be healthy. We want the participants to be healthy. And I'm still of the mindset if we can do this and we don't have to involve fans, for the time being, that's probably a better course of action. But NASCAR, perfect sport to do that. You don't necessarily need fans. And there's so much distancing. I mean, the the driver is the safest guy out there because he's protected from all of the other things that we're trying to distance from. And, of course, if he doesn't get involved in a a wreck, he's good. I mean, yeah, there's still dangers. It's not easy. You, you just don't hop in a stock car and go, let's go, and you'd be totally safe. But it was fun. NASCAR was fun this weekend, and I hope to see more of that. And NASCAR, I think, being one of the first sports to come back, really will capitalize on our thirst for sports. For me, golf, not so much. Not a golf fan to begin with. So I just don't get the zen of it, maybe. Maybe that's it. The zen of it's not for me. I'm not saying that they're not talented individuals out there. It's just it's not for me. But NASCAR, even that's not my sport. That's not my primary go-to. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that. It was uh, more exciting than years past just because it was back. So I didn't have sports, but I had NASCAR. Hopefully we'll get to see professional sports come back soon because states are starting to put 
guidelines in place, starting to put qualifiers on what it's going to take to continue sporting events in the state. And professional sports teams, at least in New York, they have sort of a green light to begin getting ready to play. And that's according to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. He announced today during his presser, he said New York State will help those major sport franchises to do just that. That's Cuomo during his daily press conference. He said hockey, basketball, baseball, football, whoever can reopen, we're a ready, willing, and able partner. So the state understands that this is something that's good for the psyche of a lot of people. Not everybody's going to benefit from this. A lot of people will, though. And the problem, though, is it's not necessarily going to be a financial windfall for everyone. The ancillary businesses that are involved, and this is the economic side of things, maybe not going to get the push compared to just the television money, the leagues. You're going to miss out on ticket revenue. Those are important things. But for the pro leagues, money is a big thing. But you can't overlook the health concerns. So if you're playing sports without fans, and I'm sure that the sporting leagues that have begun, especially in Germany, especially in Korea, you're watching those and you're keeping an eye on how those countries are handling professional sports. Now, granted, those countries have handled this pandemic a lot differently than we have here in the United States. And honestly, they probably have done a better job of social distancing, wearing masks, being proactive. They probably have done a better job than we have here in the States. And they're in a position where they can, okay, let's forward this. Let's see what happens here. And so far, we're in the early stages. What's it going to look like in a few weeks? But at least you're getting sort of a green light to begin getting ready to play sports. At least the professional sports are. That means we could have baseball in some form, possibly. You could have hockey in some form, possibly. And they're still going on trying to figure out what that's going to look like. The NBA, we could get that back soon. And, of course, the NFL, they have some wiggle room. That's the one thing about all of this. The NFL has some serious wiggle room when it comes to trying to figure out what it's going to take to get us back to a point where we can watch sports. And I'll reiterate it again. If it means no fans, I'm on board with that. As a fan, sure, I like going to events. You like going to events. But I'm sure there's a portion of the population maybe not willing to come back just yet. And there's always that unknown, that health concern. That's something that maybe the colleges are looking at. Revenue versus risk. Health care versus getting back and playing for finances. We'll talk a little bit about that later on the program, but we want to turn our attention to John Mercer, the head coach of the Marshall tennis team. He's going to join us on the other side of the break, and then later on we'll get into everything that's going on today, including a big shakeup at Kentucky. Their cheerleading staff fired, gone, out of there for lack of oversight. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll look a little bit at these Conference USA spring meetings. We're not really getting much out of it, but there was a great article in the News Star. Louisiana Tech, they want the safe return of football 
And they're saying even if it's less profitable. We'll talk about that and more when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Monday, May 18th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I don't know if that little pep in my step, I'm a little little perkier today, is because of that energy drink that our sales staff brought me or the fact that I have John Mercer joining me on the program now, the head coach of the Marshall tennis team. He is with us on the program. Coach, I- I'm going to say it's you. It's not the energy drink with the crazy amounts of caffeine. It's it's you. I'm excited to have you back. Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy to be back. How are you doing, sir? Uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked. Oh, good. Good. Busy. So uh, things are picking up. So uh, that's always a good thing. And uh, the world of tennis is getting busier. Uh, at least our little world, but uh, we're excited about that. What has picked up for you specifically? Because you're still in the same boat everyone else is, uh, no activities, you're, you're social distancing, you're staying safe with the family, you're still trying to do everything you need to do with all of these restrictions. So what's picking up for you? Well, definitely the tennis world, you know, tennis is now being allowed, uh, you know, in a lot of states. And so what you're seeing is a lot more kids getting out there and practicing, you know, joining junior programs, uh, you know, the golf and tennis. Uh, we do uh, some work. My wife and I do a lot of work up at uh, Guyane uh, Golf and Country Club and uh, uh, in the off season. So what happens is that, uh, you know, with all this opening up and golf and tennis being able to play, you know, we got a lot of kids, a lot of adults, uh, you know, coming out, wanting to play, participate, join in clinics, get lessons, and so on. So uh, that little part of our world is what is really uh, <laughs> is really gotten busy. As a coach and as someone who has a family, how do you do this and adhere to social distancing guidelines, practice, basically, you know, common sense, try to keep everyone healthy? I know there's different protocols for each sport, and how you handle it. So what's it like for you trying to juggle all of that and trying to adhere to sure. what is good, yeah. smart decisions? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, basically, to show you how simple it can get is that uh, you can, we can have a kid or an adult show up and uh, uh, they've all been informed ahead of time, like what court they're reporting to for their tennis clinic. Uh so they get out of their car. You know, they don't congregate with anybody else. They get out of their car. Uh, they're assigned a spot on a court. They go directly to that spot on the court, in which, which is where they're going to do their warm-up, in which their pro is located. Uh, all they end up touching, there's a ball basket there, which we clean thoroughly after every clinic. Uh, and all they end up touching is the grip of their own racket, uh, their own water bottle, and a ball basket. And those are the only things that they come in contact with uh, during the entire uh, lesson or, uh, you know, clinic that they're participating in. So you can actually do it, you know, what I call, you know, cleanly, uh, as long as, uh, you know, the kids and the adults are, you know, paying attention to what they're doing, which, uh, you know, all this becomes such a big story. Uh, it, it, 
I've actually been really impressed with how adherent people are to the rules. Do you see this going forward as the new standard, how we're going to practice um, as far as public health, sports? You see most of these guidelines staying in place well after we get to a point where we can be out with each other again you know, and be a little bit more safe? Oh, boy. You're asking me to become the new Dr. Fauci, aren't you? Well, I mean, <laughs> everyone else has got an opinion. You're actually on the ground. You're a coach. You, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, you have experience uh, with this, so you know a little bit more than the, the average individual. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, let me let me say that. I think you have one aspect of it. So, for instance, like uh, you have your tournaments, you know, where we do a lot of recruiting uh you know, around the country, around the world. Uh, there's a lot of travel involved with that, obviously. You know, kids moving, you know, my kids, kids that we teach in Huntington or are playing uh, in Cincinnati, Columbus, you know, Kentucky, uh, all those areas. Uh, those are coming around a lot more slowly. You know, what, what you're kind of seeing is a lot more regional stuff uh, from everything uh, where I think what will happen is the tournaments will start more regionally. So, you know, you can basically – you know, stay home, drive somewhere, play, come back. Uh, you can do that that kind of stuff. So that stuff's morning, starting more slowly. The things that, like what we're doing at the country club or at the Huntington Tennis Club, you know, we're teaching lessons and clinics and just doing that, that's very easy to do uh, as far as, you know, trying to stay safe and the whole thing. Uh, I think down the line, I, I think down the line, uh, you know, I think, I think people will, will get more confident. I mean, I think, you know, there was a good reason why everything happened. Uh, I think we, you know, did a good job uh, as a country, <laughs> and especially as an area, West Virginia, I thought we did fantastic, obviously. Uh, you know, trying to be safe, you know, not knowing what was involved. Uh, and I think as we go along, I think people, you know, will continue to get their confidence back. Uh, and, you know, things will continue to pick up a little bit. And then hopefully, uh I know they were announcing today that they feel like they're getting closer on a vaccine, you know, come, you know, hopefully December, January. So hopefully for, you know, college sports, you know, especially the basketball, the winter sports, uh, stuff like that, hopefully that comes to fruition. And, uh, you know, we can see that and, you know, like you said, get back to, to more normal. So uh, I, I think we'll get there eventually, you know, pretty close. If it's not totally there, uh, pretty close. So I feel pretty positive about it. Do you anticipate, at least in the interim, Testing is that going to be a big issue for tennis. Face coverings would that even matter? You know, are these things that are going to carry over well past when we get a vaccine as well? Just as good practices. Um, yeah, I think you know what I've seen a lot. A lot of the research I've seen is that you know the outdoor sports, uh, you know the tennis, the golf, you know with the distancing, uh, just being in the sunlight, the UV light, you know the heat, the humidity is really good uh, for helping kill the virus. So I think, you know, as long, you know, we're kind of in summer here, I think uh, hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more confident, you know, for, for my own kids. Uh, but, you know, other people we're working with that, uh, you know, that, that that's a good thing, uh, a positive thing. Uh, I think you still have to play it on the safe side. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, wiping things down constantly, you know, you know, really trying to, you know, overkill uh, for lack of a better term. but uh, you know, really, you know, just trying to to do all that until again, you know, more research is done and and more and more testing. They get better at the testing. That'll keep getting better and so on. I, I just 
have a lot of confidence in our scientists here in the United States <laughs> and uh, in the uh, in the dollar in our uh, economic system. I think you know there's a real race on to you know come up with a, a vaccine or uh, you know different things that are that are offered that you know is going to make it so that we can be we need to be a society that's social. You know we can't you know constantly uh, be hiding in and you know, afraid of each other and so on. We can't do that. Uh, it's just not in our nature as a society. And I think that we'll, uh, we'll come out of it. Uh, you know, just like we've moved into the process slowly. Uh, you know, they didn't come out and just announce one day that everything's closed, uh, you know, except for Walmart and Target and the grocery store. You know, we kind of slowly eased our way in. I think we'll just kind of slowly ease our way out. I don't know, Coach. Uh, I've been to Walmart and a couple of other stores. No one's <laughs> easing their way out of <laughs> no, there's no easing in. Uh, it's nuts. It's just nuts. You know, it's it's really it's interesting because it depends on what area in the country you're in a lot. Because I spend the in the summer, I run back and forth to Pittsburgh a lot, and so I'm in Pennsylvania, and uh, it's like two different worlds between West Virginia and Pennsylvania. It's really interesting. Uh, you know, way way more. Uh, you know, everything can't enter anywhere without a mask in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, just, you know, a little bit of a different, you know, a different mindset, uh, way more protective and so on. And uh, so, you know, I, you really are seeing, you know, how things differ regionally, you know, statewide, uh, different areas of the country. You know, like you're seeing in the college sports, you know, New England, if you're a college in New England, you know, it's, it's a lot tougher than being a college in Florida right now. <laughs> so this could get really interesting as far as the fall sports and the football and uh, I'm sure you've had a few discussions about that. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Uh, some schools, you know, might be ready to go and, and play, you know, play their fall sports, and other sports not, might not be able to. It might just depend where you are. Well, Coach, I'm going to be um, John Mercer with us, Marshall University tennis coach. I'm going to be in the press box with a mask. Hopefully, I can get somebody to get me a Kelly Green one, get like a Marshall logo on it, you know, so I can really not look objection. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. I want to show bias, I guess, with my decor. With my face mask, just a there little. Go, yeah. yeah, I mean, I figure if I'm going to wear a face mask, at least, you know, go all in, just show a little bias, have the Kelly Green. You know, maybe I can just get a Kelly Green mask if someone can hook me up. But uh, do you um, <laughs> do you see, if you get back to live action, that coaches and support staff, not necessarily players, but you and everyone who's on the sidelines are going to have to wear protective face coverings? Uh, obviously, I don't know if that's uh, going to be you know, possible for the athletes themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, that's where I think it might end up, you know, it's probably just going to be an individual decision, you know, whether you want to do it or not. And then it's going to be a decision whether your athletic department wants you to do it or not. And then, you know, to your university, and then it just might depend on what area of the country you're in. So, you know, you might have a choice, you might not have a choice. Uh, you know, I try not to think too far in advance because I think about what it was like last Monday compared to this Monday, and it's like a totally different world to me, uh, you know, just being out and around. Uh, things are moving so fast. Uh, come August, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, whatever, whatever people you know, decide, uh, you know, the health experts, whatever their uh, decision is, and, you know, I'm sure our team doctors at Marshall, you know, they'll be on top of things, and, uh, you know, they'll give recommendations, or our, even our bosses, you know, uh, in the athletic department, you know, they might require us to do certain things. But, you know what, as long as we're playing, <laughs> uh, I'll be excited. Because, uh, you know, after getting, you know, 60% of the spring done and playing, that was a real bummer to have to shut everything down and 
and uh, just stop. Uh, you know, it's just disappointing and frustrating. And uh, you know, the kids put so much work into it and so on. It would, you know, it would have been nice to finish, uh, finish the spring. John Mercer is joining us, Marshall University women's tennis coach. Of course, uh, right now we're both conducting this uh, interview without masks. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's, it's, this is social distancing at its finest. You know, you and me on the phone. I think we're good. I yep. think we're good. I think we're good right now. As I said, as I've indicated, I, I will be sporting masks. I, I've got I've got different uh, colors. You know, I'm good. I'm gonna I'm gonna have like a collection of them. I've been pushing for the radio station to get me like a a, a branded mask. It hasn't worked yet, so. That's why I'm falling back. Maybe uh, Mike Hammer can get me a Marshall mask or just a Kelly Green one. I, do you think that uh, we'll be buying them at the football game? You know, you buy and buy, you know, rain jacket or an umbrella or you know, a sweatshirt. You know, we're going to be buying masks. Honestly, I don't think there are going to be fans there. Now, that's just my opinion, yeah. and I don't have you know insight into what is going to happen move, moving forward, but. I don't know if you can pull this off with fans this season. You know, I mm-hmm. just don't know because you're you're talking about a stadium full of fans who are in close contact with each other, and it's different than say, you know, for you, you can maintain social distancing. You don't have thirty thousand fans who are showing up, and you would love that. And you know, all, <laughs> all of tennis that'd be a good problem. Yeah, that would be a good problem to have, but. You have the advantage of you are almost virtually set up now with a few alterations. You can pull this off. Tennis could probably get back to some sort of normalcy quicker than football can, I think. At least college football. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, I think people will be able to do it at least with some spacing, you know, where you're selling every third seat. Or so on, or you could always group families together. You know, I mean, they're together all the time, and then leave three seats and et cetera, et cetera. So I, you know, I personally, I'll actually, I think they're easing the sports world back into slowly. You know, to build the confidence of people. And but I think you know, let's see what happens come August. Uh, you know, it's still three months away, and uh, you know, again. Hey, if you're building spacing in there, you know, and you're only selling, I think who was that? The University of Florida came out with a plan. Somebody came out where they were, you know, have oh my the Dolphins, right? Yeah, it was the Dolphins. With, uh, yeah, seating, you know, where maybe they'll have fifteen thousand uh, fans at the game. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to is the first SEC football game. Uh, you gonna keep those fans out of the stadium? <laughs> What are you talking about? The SEC? They're they're gonna play. They're they're gonna oversell the stadium. Everyone's gonna be six uh, inches apart, not six feet. I've been to a few of those games. I don't know if you're gonna keep the people out of there. I think they might just say, "Here's a waiver. Sign off at your own risk and go for it." So whatever you decide. So I I don't know, but uh, you know I think I I would almost be surprised if by that time that uh, you know we're playing with. Some people in the stands wouldn't be surprised if we're playing with some people in the stands at least. And who gets in? That's that's the other dilemma. And yeah. will the state allow yeah. it? Will the conference allow it? I mean, there, there are so many. And you're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about things that could come to fruition, might not happen, could happen completely different than we're both talking about. You know, people. Yeah. I think that's the wild card, though. People, because some people will adhere to 
guidelines. Some will push the boundaries and some just don't care. And that's where we're at right now in, in a situation with a virus that does not have – we don't have protection for. And that's the right. dilemma I think we're, we're all going to fall into because there is no unified voice in any of this when it comes to sports. I mean, it might be more unified in tennis than it is football. I would think that's fair. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. I guess, you know, with the college, if there isn't really – I mean, there is the NCAA, but it's not really a commissioner for college football. And so that makes it a little tougher. And, uh, yeah, I think that's where it's just going to fall back on every region and every state. And, you know, if you're, you know, state university, uh, like, you know, Marshall and WVU or University of Florida, you know, the the state's going to make the decision and they're going to make the call. And then the university is just going to have to go, you know, with every decision. But you might get, you know, two different decisions between what's allowed in West Virginia and what's allowed in Florida, you know, or Georgia or so on. And, uh, you know, if, you know, if they open it up and they say, hey, yeah, fill your stadium, then I guess it's just going to become an individual decision. You know, do you want to put yourself uh, at risk? You know, do you got to weigh your risk? And, you know, do you want to put yourself at risk, uh, you know, and do that? Or, you know, if they make the call and say, hey, no one's there, you just have to live with that. But I can see, I mean, I I just, I can see, you know, they ran the NASCAR race yesterday, right? Uh, right, but you know, social distancing's that, you know. a lot different there. There were no fans, and you know right. I, I'm not in close yeah. contact with the driver. At least, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Football. But they kind of got the first. I guess my thing would be like I was kind of like looking at it. I'm going, okay, now they've kind of got it down. They kind of see where there might be issues as far as actually putting the race on. So let's just conquer that step first before you start putting any fans, and then we start feeling comfortable with that step. Okay, let's just start. Let's you know, let's, you got a hundred thousand feet, you know, racetrack facility. <laughs> uh, you know, let's put 20,000 people in there and space them all. And, you know, just seat wide, you know, we'll sell every, you know, 10 feet or something, you know, however it works out. And then let's see how that goes. You know, let's see if we can control that. So I get, I kind of see it all coming in steps, you know, a little bit at a time. Uh, so that again, you're just not like, uh, for, you know, freaking people out, like, okay, all of a sudden they're putting a hundred thousand people in a, in a race track, you know, and so on, you know, you're just kind of slowly coming back and then, Hey, yeah, we put 10,000 in there and it went fine. You know, it went okay. Uh, you know, let's, you know, three weeks later, let's go to 20,000 people, you know, and, uh, you know, see if we can kind of keep that social distancing and so on. And, you know, people adhere to mass rules or, you know, however we do it, you know, and so on. But that's where I'm kind of seeing things, you know, heading, you know, slowly going in that positive direction. And, uh, you know, I think that'll be with most sports. I mean, the tennis world is basically shut down now till August. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, that's kind of their period right now. You can always extend it. But, you know, as of now, I mean, they're still planning on having the U.S. Open in New York at the end of August. But I know they're looking at some alternative sites already, you know, that are a little more spread out. But uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens, uh, you know, in in our in our sport. But uh, in all of them, I think all of them. I think NASCAR is a good one to start with, and then what? You know, hopefully baseball, right? Hopefully baseball next. Baseball. Give me uh, hockey. Give me hockey. Yeah, hockey. <laughs> Hockey's in a little bit of a predicament, though, aren't they? Because they're kind of going to be running up almost to win the heat. We'd have to start again. <laughs> I think they're going to push. They're going to try to push the season back. That's the that's the okay. thing. They're, they're the being, start of the next season. Yeah, they're going to be a little okay. bit more flexible. John Mercer's with us, yeah. Marshall women's tennis coach. 
Okay, we got business to get to because you just didn't come on the show just to just to catch up with me. I mean, you could do that anytime. But uh-uh. uh, you've been busy, as we've talked about. The world hasn't stopped for you. Um, you have been recruiting, and you've got a new addition to the 2020 signing class. True. Yeah, Gabrielle. So Gabrielle's from France. Uh, another another good player. I mean, we're going to have uh, ten people on our roster this year. Uh, you know, nine people that are, are really good players. We have our entire team from last year returning. You know, with that senior rule that was put into effect. Uh, people getting an extra year, so we have two years, two uh, two of our players coming back. Uh, take advantage of that, uh, which was really nice, and uh, we added the three additional ones. So, uh, Gabrielle, you know, good player, tall, lanky, moves well on the court, uh, really good athlete. Uh, you know, hits a big ball. Uh, I think she'll, uh, you know, really uh, add a lot to the team and. Uh, you know, our issue is going to be is having enough playing time with all these people on the court. So that's going to be the, the coach's challenge. So is, uh, trying to get these kids, you know, enough uh, game action, more or less, uh, to, to keep improving and getting better, uh, take advantage of their freshman year and, and improve like they would have if uh, we were carrying a few less players. Well, tune them. Let's go ahead, pull tune them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work them hard. So, go with this last name here because I, I don't want to I don't want to mess it up because you know how we are you and I uh, we understand that you recruit not just in the lower forty eight but you're you're an international program and um, Gabrielle is from France so uh, Clarot Claret yeah Claret yeah Claret. That, that, yeah okay yeah, you're really close Gabrielle uh, Claret. Uh, She'll take that. Yep, you got it. Okay, that's pretty good. Pretty good. That must be your hockey background. It's the, I think it's the hockey helping a little bit more. You know, because uh, I look at it and go, okay, Gabriel, uh, Gabrielle, that's real easy. And then the yeah, it's Clarot or Claret. I'll I'll go Claret in, until she corrects me. Huh? Yeah, yeah, you'll be good. So yeah, I mean, she's really excited about coming. You know, uh, of course, with the you know the few international players that we have. Uh. You know, they're all a little concerned, you know, hopefully that they can get out of their countries and come. So uh, that's still something, you know, a hurdle that hasn't really been conquered yet. <laughs> so, but, you know, hopefully come August, uh, you know, that'll be done. Uh, you know, the NCAA's made things, you know, they've changed a few things up with admissions and things like that, try to make things a little easier. But, you know, just like uh, our world here, they've had the same issues in the from the standpoint that, you know, they've been out of school and they've been trying to, you know, get through the last few weeks and, you know, trying to do their finals uh, at their high schools. And uh, it's all very similar. You know, you sit there and you talk to them on the phone. It's all so similar, uh, you know, whether they're from, you know, France or whether they're, you know, from Huntington, West Virginia. So, uh, you know, it's, it's always uh, interesting to hear. Uh, but, uh, you know, same concerns and same issues as everybody else. So it's a small world. So how are you recruiting? Are you doing Zoom meetings these days? I know you're not hopping into uh, a charter and flying over to France, or I don't know, maybe right, yeah. yeah, maybe you are. You know, maybe that's well, that's yeah. why you know that's why you're always happy because you get the best travel budget. Yeah, right now it's really difficult because you know usually you'd be going to watch people play uh, and trying to get out there at this time of the year and going to some tournaments and kind of we have certain tournaments that we kind of earmark, you know, national level tournaments and 
uh, you know, some regional tournaments, you know, that are over. There's a big one in Indianapolis. It's nice because you can, you know, drive and so on. But, uh, you know, we can't do any of that stuff right now. Those tournaments don't even exist. You know, they've been canceled. And so, uh, you know, really you're just kind of going off, you know, what results were up until March, you know, February, uh, January. And you're just trying to stay in touch with them, you know, via, you know, emails, texting, you know, Facebook. Facebook, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, and just kind of trying to string it along. You can't plan any visits because you don't really know what's going on there. Uh, you can't go visit them because everything's a dead period right now. So there's just, it's, it, it's very difficult right now. Uh, our, we're actually kind of in a fortunate situation, uh, from the standpoint that there isn't a big rush for our program right now because the year we have coming up, we really are, we don't need to be losing one player. And if she wants to come back, we don't even, you know, for her extra year, uh, we don't even need to replace her. So it, it's not a huge rush for us at this point. Uh, it's not really affecting you. It's not like I having five players graduate and they're going out there and, uh, you know, they, you know, have to replace these five players. I mean, we have, you know, we've kind of had, had rebuilt Jason and I kind of rebuilt, uh, you know, like we've talked about in the past, you know, the program and we felt really good about this recruiting class and we were kind of like on schedule as far as where, where we needed to be. And, uh, we kind of had a little break and who we, you know, having any sort of numbers that we had to bring in for the, for the next year. So, uh, we're not too busy with that, uh, with that area of it right now, we're getting into more busy stuff with scheduling. Uh, that's becoming an issue because, you know, people are, uh, canceling, uh, you know, travel, you know, air travel, so they can't come to tournaments. And, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of things that were decided a year and a half ago are having to be reshuffled here at the last last minute, more or less. Uh, so that's, you know, definitely, that that's taking up a lot of time. John Mercer, my guest, Marshall women's tennis coach. Of course, you can find more about her tennis online, herdzone.com. As soon as the NHL is back, you and I, our, our war will continue. The Rangers will make the playoffs with this new proposed 24-team playoff, and that means you're all in trouble. It's, I'm just That's telling you, you're all in trouble. <laughs> the Rangers get in, you're all in trouble. Uh, you're feeling good about that, huh? I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real good. Even if it's not this year, next year, the year after, I'm feeling real good. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, it's good to be optimistic. I like the positive, optimistic attitude. Yeah. You can. That's a, that's a true fan. Yeah, so, you, you know what? As soon as I can I can, um, I can pry some money out of uh, my employer's uh, hands, you know, maybe I'm sporting that the, the New York Rangers face mask uh, when we hang out somewhere. Oh, boy. Social distancing, of course, to watch playoff hockey. There you go. So, yeah, that would be pretty intense. Uh, 24-team tournament. Uh, what are the series going to be? I don't know. They don't know what they're doing just yet, but we'll find out. No? <laughs> they don't know. How about just like single elimination? I, I, like the I think they're going to ramp into it, ease into it. I, I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure I'm sure they'll announce something here sooner than later. Uh, well, hopefully. I hope they can all get going. So that would be nice. If that not... That would be a lot of fun, though. Yeah, that, if... You know, this could get really fun. So, uh, you know, there's all these different sports. Baseball going down to 82 games. You know, it's going to be – it'll be different. 
yeah, maybe they'll learn some things that they like to put in place in the future, huh? We'll so, find out. Yeah, that's how things happen. John Mercer, so, my guest, the head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team. You know, we've talked almost 30 minutes. That's, that's, that's almost a record for wow. us. Yeah. Yeah? Impressive. That's a record for yeah. us, I think. Yeah, now I know why you host the talk show. Um, some days Keep people talking. It's not that good. Some days. Uh, let's put it this way: um, you now probably set the new benchmark that um, that Ari and uh, and Kemper have got to, to reach. Oh wow! Yeah, you see, I've moved to the top. Yeah, you've set the benchmark because uh, you know, have have I talked thirty minutes with Ari? No, you know, Tony maybe, but you know, with with Ari, no. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll um, we'll start charting these things. These are metrics we need to chart. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm fired up about that. There you go. So, well, um, yeah. We'll talk soon, my friend. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you. Oh, yeah. No, thanks for calling. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you, sir. John Mercer, stay safe. He's the head coach of the Marshall Women's Tennis Team. We will continue on with today's edition here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday edition. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It was good to speak with John Mercer in our previous segment. If you missed any part of that interview, you can always catch it on our podcast. If you're listening to the podcast right now, you know the deal. If you're not listening to the podcast, you find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive with Paul Swan. So, still a lot of uncertainty going on right now. You have professional sports possibly ramping back up for a different look season, season without fans. NASCAR, as we talked about earlier, returned to the airwaves Sunday and over 6 million viewed that. I'm sure the radio listening was great as well. So there's a possibility that we could get back to some form of sports. But it's going to, I think, vary depending on the sport. And, of course, the level, pro, college, we don't know what the landscape's going to look like there. But we'll find out maybe a little bit more about what Conference USA's direction is going to be. Conference USA spring meetings are taking place virtually this week. And one story that came out, from the new star was about Louisiana Table. I'm sorry, Louisiana Tech and Tommy McClelland. And the athletic director, Tommy McClelland, told the new star this week that through many athletic departments seem to be taking the profitability approach. And this is about the short-term future of athletics. He said his department continues to be focused on the student-athletes and the overall university's student experience. Even if it's less profitable, when these students come back here in the fall, when it's allowed and safe to, we hope they come to games. We don't exist to make money. The whole enterprise is built on the student experience, and that experience has grown in what we do. So here's Louisiana Tech just basically saying, look, we're not here for profit. We're not here to make money. This is not a money-making venture. So that's one point of view. And I'm sure athletic directors across the country have similar or different views depending on the state, 
depending on the conference, depending on the school. Because at Louisiana Tech, you're not raking it in cash. You're just not raking it in. The cash isn't coming in as much as it's, say, coming in Alabama or any school in the SEC. So that was an interesting take. There's also some conversation about maybe this is the right time to start looking at a realignment. That's starting to take a little bit more form as far as that getting out there, not necessarily from Conference USA officials, but more people in the media, people like myself. We're talking about that a little bit more as far as maybe there needs to be a realignment in Conference USA and the Sun Belt as well. Basically, take the West Divisions of both conferences, that's a new conference. Take the East Divisions of both conferences, that's a new conference. Or work it into maybe three different conferences. Work on the geography here. Because that's going to be a factor here in the future. The geography. Does it make sense for Marshall to play UTEP? And I'll use UTEP as the example, not to pick on them. But does it make sense for Marshall to play UTEP, to travel to UTEP? As a one-off, that's okay. And if you're making money, if it's a money game and you take a game, okay, I see it. But as a constant opponent, is that a game that makes sense from a geographical standpoint? That's a question that's got to be asked and answered by people who, well, are in different positions than I am. I can throw it out there. What's your thoughts? You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Love to hear your take on it. We'll wrap this one up when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Before we call it a day, University of Kentucky dismissing the entire coaching staff and the advisor. This is one of the most dominant programs in athletics. It's a three-month internal investigation that revealed the lack of oversight by those in charge and the culture of hazing public nudity and alcohol use as according to the release today the head coach assistant coaches and the advisor all dismissed a lot of people are comparing Kentucky's program to Alabama football in the cheerleading world winning 24 national titles in 35 years that's huge that's a program that wins a lot of titles and now you find out that Everything wasn't necessarily the way you thought it should be. Hazing, public nudity, alcohol use. I mean, come on, what are we? Is this the 80s again? Are we watching Animal House here? Came out in the 70s. What are we doing here? It reminds me of the football movie Johnny Be Good. You remember that with Anthony Michael Hall? It wasn't the... Wasn't Robert Downey in that as well? I think so. Yeah, watch that movie. You see what I'm talking about. Blue chips, remember that? All the sordidness. Okay, it wasn't that sordid, but still. You get where I'm going at. Come on now. Who does that these days? Hazing, public nudity, alcohol use, and cheerleading? I mean, come on, this is cheerleading. This isn't a frat. And uh, I'm sure... I'm sure it's um, it's something that happens elsewhere as well. I, I, hate to, I hate to think that, but I'm pretty sure that this isn't a only a Kentucky thing. That's going to do it for this edition. 
We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do it all over again here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Thanks to John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall women's tennis team, for talking with us and being quite candid. We appreciate him as always. Back tomorrow. We'll do it then. Good night. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.